Well, in fact, I think it goes back even to Liz Truss's time. <laughs> Brief and all as it was, there was definitely uh, a sense on both sides of, uh, on the European Court of Justice infringement proceedings that was paused uh, against the UK. And on the UK side, uh, the Northern Ireland Protocol Bill was not accelerated and now it appears to be paused as well. So space has been created by both sides in order to find the landing ground on the disputed issues around the protocol. Now, my own view is that these are very resolvable. You can't guarantee nothing dangerous comes into the, uh, the European single market. But if you have real-time data, uh, that can make a really positive difference. And I think the sides are coming closer on that issue. There are other issues, of course, around the European Court of Justice, around state aid, around VAT, and around overall governance. Uh, that progress can be made on. But uh, the key to unlocking all of this is um, assurance being given to the European Union that what's coming from GBNI to NI uh, is checked at a reasonable level of risk. So do you think that actually, despite what they say about no changes to the protocol, that the EU will be prepared to make, maybe they won't call it compromises, but allow maybe a softening of the line on the issues that are causing concern to the British? Yeah, well, I think that's the position that the European Union has taken since October of 2021, when Maris Efkovic uh, published four reflection papers, uh, non-papers, I think is a better way to describe them, and they outlined flexibilities, as it was called, uh, around the implementation of the protocol. And that has evolved even more in the last 12 months, but it does depend on goodwill on the, the UK side, which has, which has been in short supply, let's be fair about it. Um, but I think under the new Prime Minister, um, there has been a, a change of attitude, and I think it's informed by the fact that the UK economy is in trouble, and there is absolutely no way that the UK economy can afford a trade war with its most important trading partner and its closest neighbour, which is the European Union. So I think there's a, an alignment of goods signs right now. So I'm, I'm not expecting a lot out of the meeting, but the direction of travel is positive. The big issue is how do we you know, encourage the DUP, how do we encourage ERG uh, to accept that the solution will be messy. It's not going to please everybody, um, but there's so much at stake that it has to be done. That's the tricky part. There were reports from the British press that the Britain's own Northern Ireland Protocol Bill was being stalled, it was being postponed, it had been going through the House of Lords in an effort to try and secure a deal by Valentine's Day was one of the dates given. That would be very fast. Do you think that's possible? A deal could be struck on this within the next few months? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, but I think there's definitely so much work has been done uh, on the areas where agreement can be reached. There are areas where there are difficulties, but they're very net issues and everybody knows them back to front. So if the mood changes, if the will changes, I think it can be done fairly promptly. And obviously everybody's aware of the 25 year anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, the Belfast Agreement, and uh, the anxiety to make sure that the institutions are up and running again in, in Northern Ireland executive and the government. So that's really uh, the urgency. I, I think it can be done. You know, we were at, we were at this before uh, that where agreement on the trade and cooperation agreement happened in, in, uh, on Christmas Eve. So, you know, Valentine's Day <laughs> might be a good target.